Selling a little or a lot? Shopify helps you do your thing however you cha-ching. Shopify is the global commerce platform that helps you sell at every stage of your business. From the launch your online shop stage to the first real-life store stage. All the way to the did we just hit a million orders stage. Shopify is there to help you grow. Shopify helps you turn browsers into buyers with the internet's best converting checkout. 36% better on average compared to other leading commerce platforms. Because businesses that grow, grow with Shopify. Get a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash work. Shopify.com slash work. It's August 26th, 1990. And another remarkable event is about to be uncovered by Aria, Rebecca, and Ali, the Retrospectors. It was on this day that Colin the Caterpillar first hit shelves. And while this really won't be necessary for any of our listeners within the UK, I think we should probably take a quick moment to explain for the benefit of our international listeners exactly what Colin the Caterpillar is. It's the finest culinary contribution that any <laughs> British high street store has ever made to our national menu. That's what it is. Yeah, so break it down. What is a Colin the Caterpillar? It's a Swiss roll cake with chocolate on the outside white chocolate and milk chocolate white chocolate for the face milk chocolate for the body buttercream in the middle and uh, it's I'd, I'd say the staple for the office party I know it's kind of designed for well, children's parties but I think yeah, the office party cake children's parties office parties celebrities have had it Judy Dench had one and she's in her 80s David Beckham I found a picture of Taylor Swift posing with a Connie the Caterpillar which is his female counterpart backstage at the Capital FM Jingle Bell Ball so I mean she if you look at her face she clearly didn't really understand what it was or the significance she didn't understand the huge cultural weight of what she was holding in her hands exactly. this is British cultural heritage Swift <laughs> this is everything I think it's really important to note that there's now a sense of ritual around the Colin the Caterpillar cake. It's not just a cake that is taken to birthday parties. You know, the coveted distribution of his chocolate feet, because obviously everyone knows that the chocolate face is reserved for the birthday girl or boy. So I'm you glad have you said everyone knows that. I was just about to point that. that out. I was like, is there any argument about that? That's obviously Although, I have to say, weirdly, the original Colin had no feet and his face was made of extremely disappointing fondant. Oh Yeah, I found an old picture of the very first one and it's really flat. The new one is all sculpted and three-dimensional and, uh, you know, it's not exactly a work of art, but, it's, <laughs> but there is some artistry to it. On which note, by the way, apparently each Colin the Caterpillar uh, takes 47 people to create. What? That's ridiculous. Not all working at the same well, time, I, though, I, Ollie. Not like a Formula One pit stop team. <laughs> <laughs> I think we should say as well for the international listeners that Colin the Caterpillar retails at £7. So it's very sensibly priced. Yeah. It's like you're splashing out. You're spending £2 more than if you went to the cheap supermarket and got the cheap supermarket cake. But crucially, it's £3 yes. under the Thornton's level. Like it is as much as you would spend on a high street cake is what this cake is. So it is yeah. amusing to imagine yeah, yeah. any artistry really going into it. And and consequently, I imagine that those forty-seven people include, you know, the chief of extrusion and the and the head of, you know, the not going off department and the and the PRs and the, you know, it's not actually all head chefs in tall what white a business hats. Card. Vice President Europe, Colin Extrusion. <laughs> So when Marks and Spencer, who are the store where you buy the Colin the Caterpillar, developed this product in 1990, they would have had no idea that it would go on to sell more than 15 million uh, 
cakes. I was trying to think of a group word for the cakes, but I can't think of a better one than cakes. <laughs> Units? I don't know. But nonetheless, they did workshop it, which I think is crucial to its success. As Rebecca says, it's evolved since the initial frightening fondant phase, but nonetheless... Um, you know, they, they they tried different animal shapes entirely at the beginning. Snakes, crocodiles, fish. They considered at one point, could they make a pasty Calm. cake based around the fish? I mean, a fish cake is its own thing. It's ridiculous. Well, apparently part of the reason for his success in those early days where they were workshopping what shape and what animal he should be was because in the 1980s, there was this era of so-called illusion cakes becoming really popular. And they were, it was kind of, there was this rash of books. Uh, there was one called Polly Pinder's Decorating Cakes for Children's Parties. And in Australia, the Australian Women's Weekly had cake decorating made easy. And all kids began crying out for shaped cakes that looked like a swimming pool or a train or whatever and they were really hard to and make. another one of those books weird coincidence that she'd come up on two podcasts running Jane Asher's Children's Parties which I have a copy of at home um, no and it's just it's wow. an incredibly terrifying thing to behold not the not the <laughs> illusion cakes which are like straightforward like Thomas the Tank Engine is one that shows you how to make a Thomas at home and it's obviously a bit difficult but you understand yeah. why it was popular but some of the ones she created there's this terrifying thing called the Mary Mary cake which is a sponge yeah. cake imagine a sponge dome right and the yeah. dome has a doll sticking out of it and then iced biscuits around the dome so that forms her dress right so you've got a sweet uh-huh. sponge cake with a terrifying doll sticking out of it with a dress with iced biscuits on standing in a garden of crudite. <laughs> it's like broccoli Why? and carrot crudites with a dip on the bottom. Gotta, so they're like, got to get the vegetables so in somehow. <laughs> it sounds like a toilet roll cover. Yes. So the adults have the tapenade and then the kids have the sweet stuff. So weird. That's um, awful. The origin mm. of Colin the Caterpillar has actually sparked a surprising amount of think pieces in the British press. And um, one of them I saw brought up the fact that in the early 90s, there was, as you say, Ari, in this demand for illusion cakes. The idea had been put into children's heads that they could have this novelty-shaped cake, but they were not easy to buy. There wasn't the variety of choice you get now in supermarkets, and there weren't really dedicated cake shops. You had bakeries that might sell some cakes. And a commission would be like 50 quid, wouldn't it? You know, if you went to your local baker and said, do me a Winnie the Pooh, that's 50 quid. Whereas calling the caterpillar, seven pounds. If you didn't have the time or the talent to make it yourself, Colin the Caterpillar suddenly steps in and fills this niche. I mean, the the sheer numbers are astonishing. The idea that they've sold about half a million Colin the Caterpillars and presumably all of the offshoots per year since he was invented is, is both staggering in its own right, but also amazing considering that pretty much every other supermarket in the UK has responded with their own version of Colin. So you've got Morris the Caterpillar from Morrison's and Cuthbert the Caterpillar, who we'll probably get onto from Aldi in a second, and the Curious Caterpillar from Co-op and Cecil the Caterpillar from Waitrose. Wiggles the Caterpillar from Sainsbury's, Bonnie and Clyde the Caterpillars from Asda, and a Free From Caterpillar cake called Frida. Let's not forget them as well. I do like Frida (laughs) for Free From. That's pretty good. Um, (laughs) But I mean, that is an astonishing number of caterpillars you know knock off non-licensed not, have not hatched into butterflies yet. Have, like how well, many years true. is it going to be <laughs> <laughs> but i think this is another crucial part of the colin the caterpillar story is that for years 
Colin the Caterpillar was just a fact of life. And now with the advent of the internet, like nothing can just be a thing anymore. Everything has to be this treasured aspect of childhood nostalgia. And there was an article in the New Statesman, yet another one of the Colin the Caterpillar think pieces, that points out that... august title that's devoted airtime to this. (laughs) The the cohort that they have christened Generation Colin, of which I count myself a member, reached adulthood (laughs) in the late 2000s as the TV baking craze took off. So this is yes. around the time you start to get Ace of Cakes and those kinds of programs, and then eventually you got Bake Off. And cakes suddenly had this new hallowed cultural status. Mm. And so we started casting back to Colin the Caterpillar and turning it into a big deal because supposedly the first imitator was Sainsbury's Wiggles Caterpillar, and that appeared in 2011. Mm. Wow. So there was a long time when Colin didn't alone. have any imitators. You alluded to the Cuthbert controversy earlier. Right. So this year, Colin the Caterpillar was actually in the news and not just in a sort of think piece, nostalgic uh, kind of look back on the 90s way. Just in the lighthearted stuff like the New Statesman and the Scotsman. Right. Um, (laughs) But in the serious journalism. He was in Mail Online. (laughs) Proper (laughs) Mail journalists and Huffington Post (laughs) journalists were queuing up to report on the news that um, Marks and Spencer lodged an intellectual property claim for infringement uh, of three trademarks in the High Court against Aldi in relation to their uh, version of Colin Cuthbert the Caterpillar. And Aldi's response was hilarious. Rather than taking this lawsuit at all seriously, they unleashed their uh, social media intern who uh, <laughs> just pretty much went to war trolling uh, <laughs> M&S and say with this uh, hashtag free Cuthbert campaign where they pretty much just made jokes about um, the ridiculousness of it all. They blatantly have infringed Marks and Spencer's IP, haven't they? Oh, it's identical. It's identical. But on the other hand, isn't it a bit weird that we live in a society where that's a thing that you can sue over when Marks and Spencer didn't invent a Swiss roll with chocolate? Right, exactly. The fans of Colin include no less figures than Tom Westerland, head chef at the Grill at Crockers in Henley, who told The Guardian... I know I work in the business, but I usually buy a Colin the Caterpillar cake for my chefs whenever it's one of their birthdays. We enjoy the silliness of Colin. You see, now, it's interesting that it's a leveller, isn't it? Because, like, all British institutions, class comes into it, doesn't it? Mm. There you, it's a perfect example of, like, celebrities and people with loads of money and people who work in upper-class establishments are willing to share Colin the Caterpillar as, like, a kind of joke, mm. let's get down with the people, ironise, kind of, I'll eat cheap chocolate as well thing. Whereas, actually, for a lot of like normal people around the country with normal jobs and normal salaries, going to Marks and Spencer to buy food is a treat. Mm. So it's that thing of, like, it's exactly where Marks and Spencer should be, isn't it? It's in the middle class where everyone feels that they can access it, mm. either as a treat or as irony, and you're all eating the same cake. Ollie, it sounds like you're developing your own think piece. <laughs> <laughs> Tomorrow. Crucially, he was holding on to a piece of ribbon for her. <laughs> well done, Daddy. <laughs> Love the show? Support the show. Patreon.com slash Retrospectors. Part of the ACAST Creator Network. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.